Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Mrs. and Mistresses. Oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast, yes. <laughs> that you are listening to now. <laughs> There's no turning back. Um, what we do is talk about men in history, famous men, men you've probably heard of, and all the chicks in their lives. Specifically men who slept around a lot. Which, uh, well, which not many men did do that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. Every famous man pretty much falls under that category. So, um, should we get started and introduce our guy of the day? Well, okay, well, first of all, I do the mistresses. Oh, yeah. I do the, I do the missus. I'm Sarah. Oh, I'm- yeah. Also, <laughs> Jesus. We're not very good at this, as you can see. My name's Sarah. I will talk about the misses in the lives of these men. And I'm Audrey, and I will talk about their mistresses. Very Madonna horror complex we got going here. And sometimes we'll even talk about sisters or daughters, just any of the women involved in their lives, because I think it's interesting to see all the cool women in these men's lives, because we spend a lot of time talking about the dudes, but Oh yeah, the dudes are super famous, and then the women are so interesting, and no one ever talks about yeah. them. Yeah, so it's mostly misses and mistresses, and then some other people along the way. Just like anyone that is not a man. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so who are we talking about today? Mussolini! Everyone's favorite Italian dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Just your neighborhood... Fascist. <laughs> yeah, he like he's very interesting. He really, I saw a meme recently, a history meme, where <laughs> where uh, they said that he like pretty much the gist of it was that he switched sides. Like as soon as he saw that Hitler wasn't going to be remembered very well in history, he very conveniently switched sides. Not that we remember Mussolini in like a super positive way, but like he's not. We don't think of him the way we think of Hitler. As far as like, yeah, evil there's a spectrum of evil, yeah, yeah, and he's like way further down than Hitler. And people in Italy, like, older still, people in Italy, kind of still defend him, yeah, don't think yeah. he's bad at all, just concerning, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk <laughs> about fascism. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about fascism. You're I right, mean, you're I right, can right. too, but... I'll talk about fascism. <laughs> I love talking about fascism. So, um, Italian fascism is based upon Italian nationalism. Um, so just a really extreme pride in one's own country. Uh, Mussolini founded three separate fascist parties. A little bit redundant, if you ask me. But the first one was founded in 1915. It was called the Revolutionary Fascist Party that eventually evolved into the National Fascist Party six years later in 1921. Here's a little quote to give you an idea of kind of what this whole ideology revolves around. Um, So the party was put in place to serve as a revolutionary militia placed at the service of the nation. It follows a policy based on three principles, order, discipline, and hierarchy. Um, He also founded uh, the Republican Fascist Party later in 1943, just before his death. And then I have another um, fun little (laughs) Mussolini (laughs) quote, just to give you a better understanding 
Um, the fascist state is a will to power and empire. The Roman tradition is here a powerful force. According to the doctrine of fascism, an empire is not only a territorial or military or mercantile concept, but a spiritual and moral one. One can think of an empire that is a nation which directly or indirectly guides other nations without the need to conquer a single square kilometer of territory. Damn. Well, he's only saying that because Italy failed at conquering territory, <laughs> like, so hard. Yeah, and that is from this b- book, oh. I think, called The Doctrine of Fascism he wrote. in 1932. Yeah, with his pal Giovanni Gentile. Gentile, <laughs> you did the French way. I'm sorry, sorry. Gosh, you're just so French. So cultural. <laughs> um, that's really interesting because he was a socialist before he was a fascist. And I just don't know how you get from... I mean, I guess socialism is nationalistic. But I don't know... Mm-hmm. I don't know how you go from there to fascism. I, I just, I really don't. When was he... When? Oh, yeah! Because when he was, like, a, a kid... I remember you telling me this before. When he was, like, younger, he was socialist. Mm-hmm. That's when he, like, got his, his start switch. in politics. Do you know like, who inspired him? Was it Hitler? No, because Hitler was was coming up around the same time. So it's probably Marx, like everyone else. And then it's just, I think he's also just very nationalistic. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because he, I don't know of a fascist leader before him. Hmm. Right? Like fascism. And it's also interesting because he talks about Rome. Like as if Rome was like something he's trying to model it after. But Rome wasn't fascist. Yeah, he he does talk about, like, the Roman Empire a lot and how it was meant to be. And, yeah, I think it was just some sort of kind of aspirational thing. But I just wonder, like, what the difference is between, like, being a colonizer and, like, an empire kind of thing and, like, being fascist. Hmm. If anyone has any answers, let us know. (laughs) We don't have them. Do you think we're here to give you information? That's nuts. (laughs) We're just just here to to talk about about the babes. Um. So Mussolini, his personal connection to fascism, or how he, his type of fascist leader, it's like, it's a quiz, which type of fascist leader are you? Oh my god, (laughs) BuzzFeed's gone too far this time. He was different than Hitler, though, because I think that he, Mussolini, to me, seems more Mm Putin-esque, where he's, like, very into the whole, like, his personal character and his personal machismo. Yeah, but that was a big Italian thing too, right? Yeah, it's also, yeah, it's a big Italian thing. Um, Yeah, especially in the early 20th century when he was around, like, the idea of a strong man was really important, Hmm. and what a strong man was, was one who fucked a lot of women, and so that's what he did. Um, Yeah. He, yeah, and and it's it's more so about, I mean, I guess Hitler did this too in, in a small way, but... For Mussolini, it's more about conflating his personal identity with Italy's national identity. So, mm-hmm. like, if your leader is strong and hot and fucks a lot of ladies, then your country is, like, Strong doing and hot well. and fucks a lot of ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't really, like, a race thing, like, with Hitler. It was more like a, mm. you know, our country is good because our leader is good. Mm-hmm. Not like our country is good because white people are good. Yeah, he still probably had some fucked up beliefs there, but we're... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're, we're getting there. Um, oh, okay. This is another another fun quote. Is um, 
Mussolini said, there was a time when I had 14 women and took three or four of them every evening, <laughs> one after another. I mean, that I can't, I, I have my problems with him, but respect, you know. One after another, you really just... <laughs> Okay, well, I feel like that's a perfect segue. He's a busy lad. <laughs> what we're talking about. I wonder if the wife is ever, the wives, if they were ever one of the ladies, you know? Yeah. Like, did you ever, like, take a break? Yeah, I don't know. Wife? I don't know. I don't have the details of his sexual relationships with his wives. Yeah, just with every hard. single other person yeah, in Italy. Yeah, that would be hard to do. <laughs> also, like, that's the whole Madonna horror complex that, like, you know, someone is the Madonna, you don't fuck them, oh, they yeah, have yeah, your babies. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, you only fuck them to make more children. Yeah, it's just, I, yeah. He, yep, he's just a whore. I mean, there's really no explaining it other than that. Well, tell us why people maybe still wanted to be his wife, even though he's I, I cannot tell you. Okay. But I can <laughs> tell you that his uh, first wife, Ida Dalzer, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Doesn't sound very Italian. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, but I don't. she's Italian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was born in. Thank you for that segue. Wow. She was born in Sopramonte, uh, near Trento, in 1880. She was the daughter of the village mayor. She lived in Paris for a while, studying cosmetology. Didn't we all, sister? <laughs> uh, and then she moved to Milan. Uh, nobody really knows where she met Mussolini, whether it was in Trento or Milan, but she met him. End of story. I don't know what you need to know. Uh, they got married in 1914. Um, they had a son a year later. However, shortly afterwards, all records of their marriage were destroyed by Mussolini's government. Um, 1915 is around the time he, he was uh, in power. So he just denied all, all records of that. He denied the fact that he was married. He denied the fact that he had a son. Uh, we'll get to why later. There were obviously some like other the, women involved here. It's like the fascist version of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> like you really just want to erase your ex? You want to act like it never happened? Never compare Mussolini like... to Jim Carrey ever again. <laughs> he would have some problems with that. Technically I'm comparing it to Kate Winslet, but it's fine. Yeah, I can see some different. <laughs> that I see. Sorry, I'm just Go kidding. On. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, Kate Winslet. We didn't mean to offend you. People are going to kick my ass just for I little think comments she has like very that. very many stands. I don't know. There's a stand club for everyone. <laughs> um, so this obviously pissed Ida off. What? The, the whole erasing the documents? Uh, thing? Yeah, that oh. whole thing. Um, because she needed support for her son, and he just completely denied that that was his, his son. son. Um, worth Mari when you need him. She found out Mussolini was having an affair. So, uh, Ida sued him. There was a legal dispute for a while. For years, I think. Um, and, uh, once Mussolini gained power, he was surveying Ida and their son together, just keeping an eye on them at all times, keeping tabs on them, just making sure they didn't cause, uh, any, any sort of trouble for him and... You know, I think that would have undermined his power, maybe, and made him look a little bit less like a strong, powerful ruler to have... I don't know. I, I, I don't get 
I don't know the exact reasoning behind the whole destruction of marriage. I think he just maybe wanted to look like a faithful hu husband to the, the other woman he was seeing at the time. And just, I don't know. But at the same time, isn't it like not machismo to... To be faithful to Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's... So I studied a little bit about the like family values of fascism because that was a big part of it. Mm. And like everywhere and not just in Italy. Yeah. The idea of like the the Italian wife or like the German wife who's like gonna, you know, um you know bore, bear, bear more children? Bear bear more bear. Okay. That's strange. Have more children yeah. <laughs> for the country and like further the race or whatever. Yeah. Further Italy. Yeah. And <laughs> that whole idea doesn't work if you are divorced, you know? Because then your second marriage doesn't look like... Also, it's a very Catholic country. Like, mm -hmm. then, you, then your second marriage doesn't look at, as okay. legitimate. And she doesn't look like a good wife. So, I think, okay. I think it's just a family values kind of thing that we yeah. don't really understand now. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that question actually had an answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so, again, Ida was pissed. She spoke out publicly against Mussolini... Um, and because, you know, she was obviously, I don't know, basically treason, uh, she was sent to a psych hospital, um, first in Trentino and then in Venice, um, by the Mussolini government. And she died in 1937 due to a brain hemorrhage, air quotes, big time. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. So their son named, uh, Benito Albino. Albino? Albino. Albino? Albino. Bambino Albino. Albino. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry, Italian. Albino. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a given. I apologize about everything. I think we're going to need to start apologizing to whichever country we're talking about. I'm sorry to episode. Italy. Anyway, um, Benito Albino. Uh, after his mother had died, he was adopted by a fascist ex-chief of police as a quote-unquote orphan, even though his father was still alive, and he still claimed that Mussolini was his father. Oh, God, that's so insane, because it's like me sitting here right now being like, I don't know, who's a very famous person that's not <laughs> Trump? Uh, M Mussolini? Like, <laughs> no, it's like me sitting here right now being like, Obama's my dad. <laughs> Pretend I'm not white. <laughs> They don't know that yet, but yeah, she's she's white. <laughs> I'm white, but pretend that I have the same skin complexion as Obama. And I'm like, Obama's my dad. No one would fucking believe me. That's insane. Like, I could see why everyone around him was like, yeah, sure, okay, the most famous man in this yeah. country is But also, not everybody that had the power to do something was run by Mussolini. So even if they were like, well, maybe this kid's on to something, they didn't have, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, it just, it just works perfectly. It's like, the, of course, yeah, like, they, had, they didn't stand a chance. But, I mean, now we know. So something must have worked. Somebody must have been there to be like, yeah, something's a little Oh, yeah, that's here. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you know this? I don't know. God, that'd be great to know. I'm going to look it up while you're reading your thing so okay. that I can get some <laughs> info. Shut up. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Just FYI, we we recorded this episode like six months ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but the audio was really screwed up, and then we haven't really had time. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, so we have not actually thought about this in a few months, but it, it stayed in my mind, surprisingly. Yeah. It's like very, very poignant. It's, it's crazy. Um, okay. So just like his mother, he was forcibly moved to an asylum Jeez. for claiming that Mussolini was his dad. Uh, and he was murdered there at age 26 in 1942. 
Jesus. An asylum? Yeah. In Italy. Yep. 1940. That oh, yeah. Great place to not, be. Not the place to be. Super good healthcare. In the asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Great. It's good stuff. Ooh, yeah, that's that story. <laughs> Just gonna so, move on. Okay, that's no depressing good resolution fuck. there. Well, I, I mean, you have a segue though, because he met the next wife while uh, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> he met the second wife while still with his first wife. Yeah, yep. Um, so the second wife was named Rachele Guidi. She was born in 1890 in Pradapio. Um, when her father died, her mother remarried Alessandro Mussolini, Benito Mussolini's dad, uh, and they moved in together because they are step-siblings. <laughs> Sorry. They moved oh, together in 1910, so just to keep this timeline in check, they moved together in 1910, uh, Benito Mussolini married uh, Ida Dalzer in 1915, 1914. Had a kid with her in 1915. It's all convoluted and tied together. Well, because it's not, you wouldn't think it's weird for your husband to be, or the guy you're dating, I guess, before he's your husband, to be living with a woman when that woman is his stepsister. Yeah. No, it's a perfect situation. It's like early 20th century (laughs) porn. 20th? You mean 21st? Is this the 20th? Is it the 21st century? Mm -hmm. The 19th century is the 21st century? <laughs> Yo, I don't understand that. Can yeah, 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 explain yeah, yeah. to me? So the 1900s why? are the 20th because when when it starts at zero, when, you know, Jesus was born or whatever the fuck, that's that's the yeah, first century, yeah, yeah. zero to 100. So that's the first century. century. So then at 100 so to the, 200. So the 1900s are the second century. It's fucked up. You see what I'm saying? So though? the 1900s are what century? The 20th century. The 20th. Yeah. Okay, that's what I meant. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're doing like twentieth century. Yeah. What is now yeah, on yeah, Pornhub? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was a step <laughs> siblings fucking joke. Okay, I, I, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. It's head. fine. It was there. <laughs> okay, what happened next? I don't know. Um. So yeah, they're living together, and he married someone else, and they. So Mussolini married Ida, but he also got married to. Rachele within this time. Uh, probably. Rachele? C-H in Italian makes K. K. Fuck. Sorry. It's okay. Um, the two married shortly before Mussolini had a son with Ida. So 1914, 1915, he marries two girls in one year. Epic. And, Wait, uh, he marries them yeah, both in he one married year? Pretty much. Shortly before. It was either 1914 or 1915. Okay, yeah. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. And then he has a kid with the other yeah. one and then marries so his stepsister. That's insane. That would explain why he would want to get rid of those records. Because that, okay. that just looks a little yes. shady. Also, everyone just accepted. I mean, I guess people were out here like marrying their cousins not too yeah. long ago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, Raquele. Raquele. Okay. They had five kids together, and she did not give a single fuck about his other mistresses. Um, Oh, yeah, because there's more. This is not like he just married one lady and then fell in love with someone else and was like, oh, you're my, you know. Fake. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Anyway. I think that happens. (laughs) That could happen. You could be with one person and be like, Oh, just kidding. This person is actually my person. And then you marry that person and you're loyal. 
But if you keep cheating. Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying to justify my own life choices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she was cool with the cheating. She was fine with it. Yeah, wow. yeah. Very open relationship. <laughs> yeah. She was she was described as like the model fascist wife. She always did the best housework, probably made some dope ass bread and shit. She gave him five kids. Like, that's the best thing you could do in Italian fascism. Just give a bunch fascism of kids. Fascism in general, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. She, she just needs about... to be the model fascist wife. And if she's his, you know, mistress, stepsister, then she's not Ew. the model fascist wife anymore. Ew. Oh, that definitely makes someone hard. <laughs> <laughs> mistress, stepsister. Oh, that's... If I Google that, some <laughs> thousands of videos, pages on pages on Pornhub. Please don't Google that. I have to do the research. <laughs> it has to be thorough. Um, so she, but she didn't yeah. cheat on him. She didn't fuck anyone else. I mean, she, I don't like, know. Cool with him. I, just, I, I we'll hope she did. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. I mean, but well, she's we a little don't too know. busy making fucking cannolis she, and shit. How would she have time? She had so many mouths to feed. God, that woman. So she was a loyal bitch. I don't know what to tell you. Um, here, I'm looking at a picture of her right now with a hunting rifle and a dog in her hand. She was just like the model, the model fascist wife. Uh, after World War II, she tried to flee. Uh, you know, things got a little messy for the government and Mussolini. He didn't fare so well. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but she was arrested and turned over to the U.S., after her release, she went back to her hometown and just opened up a restaurant. Uh, and she begged to have her husband's body buried in her hometown privately after he was executed in 1945. But the government was like, no, <laughs> we get to keep it. And then eventually, in 1957, uh, she got her wish and his remains were moved to Pradapio. Uh, Guidi died. In 1979. So she lived a long fascist life. I don't understand. Why would you still be... Yeah. Like, it's, it's 1957. Weird. The war ended in 45. He died in 45. And you are still, like... You still care? I don't... It's a pretty I think game. it's maybe just an idea of cheating just being a different thing in that time. Or maybe in that country, because Italy's known for people... I don't know. Being very unfaithful. I don't, I can't explain it to you. She just loved that guy. I don't know. It was his machismo. It's insane. It's insane. It's like, almost like the people near him also believed his whole, like, I am the strongest man in Italy thing. Yeah. You know? I'm it's sure like she, she was a little too. brainwashed and... Yeah. Yeah, here's that great dick game too, probably. I mean... I mean, I would fucking hope so. Something. Jesus. God. He was kind of hot. I mean, everyone's stopping Google him right Shulkin. now. <laughs> Figure out. He does have a Putin esque uh, build. Putin-esque. That's a type of pasta. Putin esque. <laughs> he is a little bit of a Putin esque. Mussolini is pretty Putin esque. <laughs> no, he kind of like. I feel like he would have a picture riding a bear. I oh, think he has there a picture are of pictures of him, yes. Google it. Google it. You gotta see it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the final woman we're talking about, well, I'm talking about uh, in Mussolini's life was his daughter, Etta Mussolini. 
She was born in 1910 out of wedlock between Guidi and Mussolini. So they were fucking... 1910! 1910s! That's the same year that he met Ida. Back to the... No, that's when they moved in together. So they might have known each other before. I don't know. Things move quickly. Things move quickly in this time, okay? Oh my god. People meet, they have kids, and then they die. That's it. (laughs) It just all happens (laughs) within like two years. So 1910, Guidi, the last woman we just talked about, and Mussolini, had Etta. In 1925, Etta moved with her mom and siblings from Milan to Carpegna. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. Um, And then to Rome to live with her father later. Etta was an outspoken young woman. Um, She did not date much, but most men feared her father. Um, Well, that makes sense if your dad's Mussolini, who are you really going to date? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert, Etta's a bad bitch. She married a fascist propagandist. No, just bear with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did just say she was a bad bitch, but okay. I, I think that it was like a setup thing. We all have exes. We um, <clears throat> uh, she also had an open marriage, so it's like she was she was a little crazy. She followed her dad. Really? Yeah. Damn. His name was a uh, Galeazzo Chiano. Chiano. Yeah. Yep. Chiano. Chiano. Yeah. Reeves. Sorry. Yeah, Chiano. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Okay. I don't speak Italian. <laughs> well, you've helped me before, so now it's your role to make sure I'm on point. <laughs> um, they lived in Shanghai for a year because he was a appointed Italian council. And uh, that's where Etta met uh, Zhang... Oh, fuck. I need to look up the pronunciation of his name. Do you know how to pronounce this? It's like, I think, you think I know how to pronounce Chinese words. Yeah. What is, what's your problem? <laughs> My knowledge ends at the romance language. I, I had all this pronunciation stuff done like months ago and we initially did it and I totally forgot. So, so Chang, the pronunciation is not even helping me. He was a ruler in Northeast China. Chang Huai Sei Yang? Uh, that's the best I got. Lang. That's an L. Oh. Lang. His I, first, I, Chang. His name's Chang. <laughs> we're gonna call him Chang. She I met this guy named is. Chang and she, like, loved him and they were just this power duo, but it was, you know, she was still married to Gelazio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gelazio? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can the next one be American? Yeah. We're going to get her ass kicked for this. <laughs> At least I am. Um, so, yeah. They all... The, both of them had affairs. But this is one notable guy because he was a big figure in China. Um, so, her husband, Chiano. I like the last name better. That, that's better for okay. me. Was executed in 1944 from for dissenting from Mussolini. So, that's not a good look as Mussolini's... Son-in-law. Wait, so she did all this while Mussolini was still in power. Went to Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that this makes sense. All... He probably would have sent her away for the war. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was so much that or just, you know, her husband's job. He was just doing... Oh, yeah, but if he's in the Italian consul, that means Mussolini got him the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think he had the job maybe before they got married? I don't know. That's a good question. I know. But they were, like, arranged, yeah. is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Etta. 
During the Greco-Italian War in 1940 to 1941, she volunteered with the Red Cross. Um, British planes actually sank the ship she was on, but she survived and then continued volunteering until 1943. So just like amazing. Damn, Greco-Italian War. No yeah. one, no one ever talks about that. I mean, that. it kind of got a little overshadowed by you know the big guy. Oh yeah, it was from 1940 to 1941. I just don't understand, like, how did anyone find time to fight another, to have another war, war when World yeah. War II was happening? Sure, there was a relation. I don't know much about the Greco-Italian War. Does so anyone? I don't... <laughs> Does any American? Sorry, I'll yeah. not correct that statement. I'm sure people learn about this in, in... other countries. Right. Yeah. We just don't pay attention to anything that doesn't involve us. Oh, the Balkans campaign of World War II. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So right. it was definitely in relation. Well, that's badass. Yeah. Also, it's nice that she also cheated on her husband. And they had an open marriage. <laughs> Isn't that refreshing? Yeah. So it's not necessarily cheating, it's not is even it? not cheating, yeah. No, they discussed it and they were like, we're yeah. just gonna... They probably didn't call an open marriage in this time, but they probably were both not. like, you're fucking other people, I'm fucking other people, Let's I know about cool it. about you know, it, you know? Yeah. It's networking. That's all it is. Yeah. We're just networking. Oh, that's so ideal. Yeah, so her husband was executed. Edda escaped Switzerland after the war. She smuggled her late husband's wartime diaries. Um, the, di the diaries were later published and revealed secrets of the fascist regime from 1939 to 1943. Wow. That's Crazy. really nice. That like says a lot about his character that he voted against Mussolini. Oh, because like yeah. I understand like being in Italy around this time. You're young. You want to fuck his daughter. Yeah. You're like, you know, you just. But wouldn't it be nicer up? if he revealed the secrets instead of just being killed? I mean, it's like, what did he do? He didn't do anything. He just got caught and killed. Well, but I think I think by nineteen, what year was it when he? It depends on what what year was it when he was like, I'm not I'm not fucking with this anymore. Nineteen forty four. He was okay. Killed. That's pretty late. Never mind. Yeah. A little late to the game, buddy. Yeah, if it was like nineteen thirty nine, thirty eight, and you were like, all right, this fascism thing's going a little too far. I thought we were just doing like a go Italy kind of thing, and you guys are just like doing too much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. If he, I just, but I feel like I understand why, like pre Hitler Mussolini, you know. But pre them teaming up, I understand why as a young Italian, it's a very poor country, it's struggling to unify, I understand why you would be like, yeah, let's get some nationalism up in this bitch. Like, we that's need it. What, yeah, that's the pattern that always occurs. It's, yeah. Yeah, but if there are not enough that. people like him to stand up and be yeah. like, yo, yeah. fuck this shit. I guess you're right. Even if he did say something, it would have been like, I don't know. Because he, he had just gotten killed. He would have just gotten killed. Which he did. But I, what? Which he did, just later. Yeah. Just later, but I'm like, if he has all these secrets, he should have given them away sooner. I know. Like, send them to the British or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Etta came back to Italy in 1945. She was detained on the island of Lipari and sentenced to prison for two years for aiding fascism. Which seems like a... a I don't know why the sentence is so light. I feel like the post-war punishments were always so heavy. You know, rightfully so, but maybe it was just, I don't know. I don't know. I was just studying this with uh, the French and how they treated women after mm -hmm. the war. And they didn't really, like, they were just kind of like, you know, we're going to shave your head and, like, humiliate you. But, like, we're not going to, like, make you go to... Very few people actually went to prison. And if it was prison, it was kind of like what she did. I, she went to an island. Like, you're... 
You're just chilling. They just put you up in a house somewhere. It's we house go there arrest. now for vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just house arrest. Because I think it's just, it goes, it's the one plus to sexism. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this time, seriously, though, like, at this time, they weren't hanging women, usually, for crimes and stuff. Like, it's, you just it got a lighter sentence because you're a woman. Holy shit. You, you gotta, I mean, you gotta reap the benefits of having a vagina somehow. <laughs> Okay. Um, Her dad dies in 1945. She denied supporting the fascist party at all and began hanging out with Chang a lot more. Uh, Chang was uh, the the communist ruler in Northeast China. So that's just a complete 180. She's like, peace out. I'm going over here. Fuck you guys. Yeah, from Italy to China (laughs) and from fascism to communism. Yep wild um she published an autobiography in 1975 called la mia vita my life and died in rome in 1995 that's pretty pretty fucking boring title for autobiography <laughs> oh my god my life. Shut up. <laughs> it's not about the title it's the chick she's crazy yeah i know there's so many better things she could have done oh my god <laughs> yeah um so those are Mussolini's wives and his daughter. Damn, she died in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, the year of oh, my birth. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna. Are you planning on talking about his granddaughter? Can I talk about his granddaughter? Mm. I don't have notes for her. You go ahead. This is fucking crazy. So this bitch, Etta, had a daughter, and she now, like right now, is has a seat in the EU Parliament for it, like representing Italy. And this bitch is, like, pro-Trump, like, pro-fascism still. Yeah. yeah. Not not saying that, you know, Trump is a fascist. Well. Not, not going to go that far. <laughs> We're not going to go there. But, but she is pro-fascism, and she, I only know about her because, speaking of Jim Carrey. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, I'll bring you up Jim Carrey again. See, I knew him and Mussolini were connected. Yeah. So, he... Jim Carrey tweeted uh, a picture that he drew because he's actually he's a very good artist, mm-hmm. and he drew a picture of Mussolini being shot, which we'll talk about later. And he just kind of said like, "This is what happens when, when with fascism." And uh, I forget her name, the granddaughter, but um, granddaughter Mussolini, current generation of of Mussolini, Edda's daughter, she Alessandra, Alessandra Mussolini, um, she tweeted back at Jim Carrey and was like, basically like, fuck you, this is offensive. And then she brought up, like, things that America have to, has done that, that are, like, you know, not great. Like, she brought, I think she brought up, like, the Native American genocide and, like, stuff like that. As if, as if Jim Carrey's, like, so pro, like, America. Right. Yeah, so she was just like, let me remind you of things your country has done. Um, it's like, not my point, bitch, but okay. Yeah, it's just insane that she's still like, I get that it's her grandfather, but, like, I don't, why are God. you, why are you still support, like, my grandfather was a fashion I, I would have no problem being yeah. like, yeah, he's a dick. That or just, like, be dick. quiet about it. You should be ashamed. Just be quiet. Like, what are you doing? I yeah. don't know. So she's, she's still a fascist. Apparently does not dig after her mother. Still a fascist. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. Take it. Should we take a drink break? Yeah, we gotta get drunker. Yeah, okay. Oh. All right, so let's talk about the horse. 
<laughs> I'm like, did she say horse? No, she said horse. <laughs> this is what this podcast is about. It'd be pretty fucking boring if it was about horses over whores. Okay, not that they weren't. Mussolini is the real whore, but right here are his mistresses. Okay, so this first bitch, she happens... <laughs> He met her before, so the timeline we were talking about before, he met Angelica Balabanov before he met Ida, and even before his parents married uh, Raquel's, you know, before, before he had a stepsister and later wife. So Angelica is Ukrainian. She was born to a really wealthy Jewish family. Um... And she's older than Mussolini. She was born in 1878. She was, yeah, super rich, and but was, like, very ashamed of her wealth. And that kind of turned her towards socialism because she mm. didn't like the way her family treated servants. She, like, cringed at it. And she just, like, was, like, I, I think everyone has this moment for whatever whatever kind of privilege you have, like, where you're, like, oh, wow, okay, like, I was born here, but that was totally luck. Like, there's no right. reason for me to have this privilege when other people don't. Why is that? Am I getting that? ahead of myself, but is she why Mussolini was a socialist at first? Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm literally just about to say that. So, but first let's get into, like, why she became a socialist. Yeah. So she, at 19, was sent away to study in Bruxelles, in Brussels, and she joined socialist groups there, and she then she went to London. She and ended up getting a PhD, studied for a long time. She spoke five languages. She's a badass bitch. She, after you know doing all this, she got her PhD. She lived in France. She lived in Brussels, England, and then she moves to Rome, where she just like fell in love with Italy. She's like you know lived in a lot of places in Europe at this point, and she. In Rome, she was like, this is amazing. Like, this is where I want to live for the rest of my life. And she fell in love with a Italian Marxist philosopher. And oh, Don't we all, honey? Yeah. His name was Anto- Antonio Labro- Labriola. And <laughs> Labrador. I need to grow up. <laughs> um, and at that point, she joined the Italian socialist movement. Um. But she's still, like, young, so in 1904, she moved to Switzerland, but, you know, Switzerland and Italy have a border. They're not super far away from each other, but she wanted to move there because a lot of Italians were moving to Switzerland to work there as immigrants, and, you know, a big part of socialism is protecting the rights of workers, and so um, that's what she was doing there, and she as was a journalist and a speaker, but she also just, like, volunteered a lot with Italian immigrant workers, and she was elected to the executive committee of the Italian Socialist Party of Switzerland. Um, yeah, it's, like, important for a place that has a lot of Italians. Um, and so, during this period, she met and befriended a poor Italian immigre, Benito Mussolini. Uh, she helped him find work, she introduced him to socialist clubs that he became really active in, and, you know, it's, it started as really her, like, volunteering, like, giving, like, charity to, to Benito. Like, she's someone (laughs) that totally did not need to be sharing her, you know knowledge and time with other people but she did and she like basically hooked him up and she said after their first meeting i had never seen a more wretched human being he seemed more concerned with his inner turmoil than what i was saying (laughs) oh i love her so much yeah that was like dude i want to read her memoir she like (laughs) 
<laughs> just has a way of describing him that's, that's amazing. And she still he, fell for him. Uh, yeah, I guess she did. Yeah, How? I guess. I don't know if you could say she fell. I don't know. You, okay, you tell me I don't know yet. I don't I know yet. I just info. assumed. Yeah. I hope not. Um, so this is like when she first met them. This is 1904. He was still really young. She's older than him. She's like trying to help him out, but she sees that he's like totally fucking ignorant and, you know, not really accepting the help that she's trying to give. Um, but eventually he like, you know, moves up in, in socialism, becomes, makes more connections, learns more about socialism. And then he moves to Milano in 1909. So this is right before he meets Ida and move and his, uh, Father gets remarried, and he meets Shrek Kelly. God, he's a busy, busy boy. I know. So he moves to Milano, and he becomes the editor of the leftist publication L'Avenire del Lavatore, The Future of the Worker. Ugh. Yeah. It's my dream job. Seems pretty fucking cool. Um, and Angelica was hired as his assistant editor because she knew Vladimir Lenin, and she was well-respected in European socialist and, like, labor movements. Because, yeah, no yeah she's, she, well, she's from Ukraine, so, you know, she just got connections. Um, I just think it's interesting. I couldn't really figure out why, but I thought it was interesting that she, like, mentored him and was older than him and, like, has been in the scene longer and has her fucking PhD, but she's his assistant editor. Yeah. Yep. I was just gonna, I was just saying yeah. the same thing. Not really sure why that happened, but whatever. Uh, yeah, because it's 1909. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think she just really wanted to be back in Italy. She, like, just wants to be there, so whatever job she can get. Um, and so during this time, they began an affair, and, um, which is probably, people say that this is, this affair is why Mussolini left Raquel and their daughter in Forli when -hmm. he moved to Milano, because at the time they weren't all living together in Milano. Oh, I wonder where he was. Yeah. It's all coming together. Yeah. Raquel and, uh, Etta. We're in Fort Lee, a smaller town. He had to move to Milano to work for the newspaper, and he said it was because he worked for the yeah. newspaper, but really, you know, you would commute, you would get a different job, mm-hmm. whatever, but it was because he was fucking someone else there. No shit! Yeah. Um, so, Angelica ended the affair after a year because Mussolini kept switching his political ideology from one extreme to the, the other, and their views were starting to clash, which is fucking insane. Like, you don't even care about his wife. You don't care about the kid he has. Maybe you don't even know, whatever. But you don't even, you don't even care that, like, when you met him, he was, like, a piece of shit. And now you, like, I guess feel like you fixed him. Yeah. But the thing that really just, the last straw for her was, like, you're becoming a little too fascist. You're not socialist <laughs> enough for me. Yeah. What are you doing? But how do you do that? Like, how, I, I don't know. I see, I see, I get the transition slowly to the other side, but how do you just go back and forth and contradict yourself every day? I don't understand that. I think this is the birth of, like, him becoming a fascist dictator, though. You yeah, your thanks a lot. Back and What's forth. her name? Angel- Angelica? Angelica? Thank you, Angelica. I'm sorry, I'm not blaming her. Yeah, I, I honestly, she got out, we were just talking about the other dude, at his wife, at his husband, that should have... You know, said something sooner. She's like the first one to be like, "Oh, you're fucking crazy. I'm not on board with this shit." I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's also like she was like, "Oh, whatever. He's not gonna be able to do anything. He's just crazy." I feel like a lot of it was written off as crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No one ever thought that any of this would, you know, actually become anything. Right. Um. Yeah, because I I don't. The world hadn't seen fascism before. Right. I really got to figure that out. 
Was there fascism before Mussolini? We're going to Google it. Yeah, keep talking. So, people say that Etta is actually Angelica's child and not Raquel's child. Oh! Yes, people I didn't say know that. that Etta got or sorry that um Angelica got pregnant when Mussolini was in Milan and he maybe Mussolini maybe maybe Raquel already knew about Angelica and his affair probably it seems like she kind of knew the whole time and was just chilling with him fucking other people and maybe Mm. Mussolini went to her and was like listen she's pregnant she doesn't want the kid will you take the kid oh I bet you Raquel would totally do that so that we can have a kid oh that's typical Raquel yeah so, but that's never been proven. How would we even prove that? I yep, it's proven. I yeah. know it. Oh, we're gonna it. say it's that's what happened. I see it. Um, so later in life, Angelica became an anti-fascist activist because you know she's like living in Italy at the time of fascism. Totally not. She does not fuck with it at all. And Antifa queen. Yeah. Um, and she remembered Mussolini's timidness, his lack of character, infidelity, and what she called his inspired mediocrity. Mediocrity? Did I say that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a quick, um, can I just throw this in here real quick? Oh, I just yeah, did a quick yeah. Google. Fascism was founded in World War One, actually. Yeah. But it, it was, it's Italian. By Italians. Yeah, yeah. well, thanks, Italy. Yeah, thanks. I mean, thanks they a lot. I like this definition. I don't like it, but I just think it's interesting. It's founded upon left-wing organizational tactics and right-wing political views. Ooh. That's interesting. Ooh. The left is just better at organizing and... Well, maybe not better is the right word, but it's just what they needed. Oh, more efficient, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, continue. Wow. I really, that really just blew my mind. Okay. Um, so, Angelica is like, peace out. I think she moved somewhere during the war. She writes an amazing memoir later in life. She also writes a book about Mussolini, just, like, trashing him after the war. Um, But she has to leave Italy, um, you know, to not die. And then she comes back to Italy after the war, and she lives her whole life. She dies there, and she's, like, she says that, like, her only love in her whole life is Italy. Um, Yeah, she, like, never marries anyone or anything. Ugh, what a romantic life. I know, I know. Um, So, then we're going to get to Margarita Sarfati. And they call her the Jewish mother of fascism. It's a little bit of an oxymoron, but um, we'll get to it. So, this was at the time when, at this point, uh, I, not Ida, what's her, oh my god, Angelica. Angelica's out of the picture. Um, Raquel moves to Milan with Mussolini. They're living together. Okay. A little bit before that, just some backstory on Margarita. She was born to a also. So this is the second Jewish woman because Angelica was also Jewish. So Margarita is another really rich Jewish woman. She's Italian. Um, she was really attracted to socialist ideas, and her father was uh, friends with the Pope. So that did not really fly with him. Socialism is very, you know, yeah. anti-religion. Um, and How so, friends with what the fuck? Do you get beers with him? What does that mean? <laughs> I think he was the um, he had a job with the Vatican. I think that's what. Was he? 
or he was a lawyer. I don't know. He it had okay. something to do with a job and him being rich and well connected, whatever. So Marguerite is very attracted to social ideas. It shows she escapes her home at eighteen to marry a man thirteen years older than her. Yes. Cesare Sarfati, who was a lawyer, and then they moved to Milano. They have several kids together. So, you know, it's like a Mussolini and Raquel are living in Milan, mm-hmm. and this woman and her husband are living in Milan, and oh. their husbands know each other because Mussolini is mm. a journalist and he's a lawyer, and they're both socialists. They're mm. in the same socialist circle. And so, in 1911, Margarita receives a letter from Cesare about a handsome young man who was destined to lead the movement. Cesare, her husband. Yes. <laughs> yes. You so played C- yourself. Yeah, right? So, Cesare's, like, at a party, and he, like, is writing a letter to his <laughs> wife, being like, guy, you're yeah, yeah, he's like, he's gonna lead the movement. I, like, met someone super important. And <laughs> so then she meets him at a socialist leftist gathering, and they fall in love immediately. <laughs> because that's what love is. Um... And she says that she liked him because he was self-confident and intellectual, and he liked her because she was blonde and beautiful (laughs) and someone else's wife. So stupid. (laughs) So, for the next 20 years, she became his closest companion. She was an intimate friend, a patron, and an advisor with whom he could share his innermost fears, ambitions, and dreams in a way that he could not with other women. Oh, wow, wow. So, he really did, like, his relationship with her... And and this also, everything we're saying could totally have to do with the amount of historical information that's available, yeah. even. Like, who knows? But it does seem like, of all of the women we're talking about, this is someone that he actually, like, talked to. And, and could, maybe Angelica, too, but, like, Angelica was like, fuck no, I'm not having this. This was a woman who loved him and stayed by him in the same way that Raquel did, mm. in that same blind, like, yeah. horrible way. But also, he seemed to, like, actually talk to her. Yeah. And also, it just I find it so interesting that this just like pattern of women making him better. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna come up a lot in this in this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. Because she, so she's super rich. Mussolini came from nothing. I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Yeah. He was not rich. Yeah, you mentioned at all. it briefly. Yeah. Which. Yeah, it was an yeah because he was an immigrant and and um. It's like the whole. <laughs> oh, the French. Yeah. Uh, it's like the whole. Uh, kind of fascism appeal they kind of feed on the, the poor and yeah the yeah so it makes sense Look, that he didn't yeah. came from nothing yeah rags to riches kind of thing yeah. um so but but sarfati margarita she comes from like a really rich background and so she kind of like cleaned him up she was mm-hmm. like this is a person with a lot of potential he's could be the leader but he's also like not really well mannered or like bourgeois so she made right. him that way she said his personal hygiene was horrible, oh so God. she, like, taught him how to, like, clean himself, basically, I guess. Like, Ridiculous. you need to start brushing your teeth. I don't know. And she, like, had him dress better and stuff. And a lot of people say that she is the founder of, or she's a founder of Italian fascism because she was the only woman whose advice Mussolini actively sought out during his rise to power. Once he came okay. to power, is a little different, which maybe right. is why things went downhill for him. He stopped having advisors. Which but I, it's interesting. She's another socialist force in his life, and he's like, yeah, never mind. I'm going to take all the tips you gave me, except I'm going to apply them to the complete opposite. She got, she was on board with fascism, though. I thought she, you said she was socialist. She, she was. is socialist, but Italy is moving from socialism to fascism. Gotcha. She just and switched, too. Yeah. Okay. And I think that she, I think the difference really was that she also had these socialist ideals the same way as Angelica did, but she was in love with him. Yeah. So when he started to switch to fascism... Angelica wasn't. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. You could say... Yeah. Maybe, but she was not 
she put her she prioritized her principles over him, and this woman did not do that. Um, she didn't even prioritize her husband over him, so <laughs> I don't think she's gonna. Her priorities are a little out of whack. Her anyway. priority is Mussolini. You'll see. She she prioritized a lot over. Hmm. She prioritized Mussolini over a lot. Um, so, uh, her husband died in 1924, uh-huh. and... Makes things easier. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really stopping her, him being right. alive. true. <laughs> um, and so after Cesare died, she kind of, like, felt more comfortable being public about the fact that she's really yeah. close to Mussolini. Everyone knew it, but she just finally wrote a very popular biography of Mussolini that was translated into 18 different languages. Oh. Um, so... By the early 1930s, Mussolini is at the height of his power, and Sarfati is n- losing her looks. She's getting older. <laughs> so, Let me guess. <laughs> he didn't want to be weighed down by a, a Jewish woman. Oh, from, now, now yeah, that matters. From Suddenly. his uh, modest past. Suddenly you care. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah. His, you, you only have a, like, un, uh, you know, a, a bougie future because she made you bougie in your modest past. You know what I mean? Like, oh, your modest past. How is she a part of that? She's the one that taught you how to fucking brush your teeth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do people brush their teeth in the 30s? I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Um, so, although it was clear that Mussolini did not give a fuck at this point, she desperately... <laughs> so, I just look up. <laughs> when did people start? And the top three recommendations yeah, are: When did people start smoking weed? When did people start celebrating Christmas? And when did people start brushing their teeth? Oh, I'm glad everyone's on the same. When did people start drinking milk? Three thousand BC. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So people brush their teeth. <laughs> yeah, they would die. Like if your teeth rot, you're dead. Really? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it affects like all of the- it's so close <gasps> to your face. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty important. Brush your teeth, everyone. Damn! Wow. Poor dental hygiene. Can this kill. video is sponsored by Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> if any toothbrush company is trying to sponsor Thanks, us, God. we will find a way to incorporate brushing it's teeth our first into episode. everything. We can't back to this yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have to prove ourselves worthy. So, uh, she converted to Catholicism. <laughs> she became a cat. <laughs> She converted to catism, and she talked incessantly of her son who died for Italy. She was like, I am a good fascist lady. I am not... Because, you know, like, the whole Jewish thing was going out of vogue because of, yeah. you know, Hitler. So You know, <laughs> you know, um, one of the greatest tragedies of, of human history. Century, of all time, century, I, would, I would maybe say. So... She, even though Mussolini's not really paying attention to her anymore, she's, like, trying to be a more model fascist woman in hopes that maybe he'll take her back. Um, which doesn't even make sense because he has a wife. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think we've learned that he is just not, uh, satisfied with that. Yes, yeah, I guess. But it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like oh, just make me your wife, you know, I'm a good fascist lady. Like, you're just a mistress to begin with, so it's not, he's not really going to care. Yeah, it's just crazy that she doesn't even see herself in this way because he kind of yeah. he kind of made her think that she wasn't just a mistress. Exactly. Because he talked to her it's so much. And yeah. yeah. 
So just some historical background. The Manifesto of Race um, came out in 1938 in Italy. It's probably not a good read. Yeah, probably not. Um, This is a result of the partnership between Hitler and Mussolini. Yeah, I, yep. So he was like, they were buds because fascism, but... How did, how did Hitler, do you know how Hitler felt about his Jewish women? Like, what? Okay, so yeah, this is oh. this is where the Manifesto of Grace comes in, and that's, this is part of why he was like, fuck you, Margarita, because like... Oh. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, he, she's also not hot anymore. I'm sure if she was still hot, he would yeah. continue to fuck exactly. her somehow. But I think I think it's just that, like, rules don't apply to, to powerful men, right? I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure there were some yeah, that's a theme. Nazi um, like high up officers who were who were sleeping with Jewish women and mm-hmm. keeping them safe or something. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. So finally, Hitler's pressuring Mussolini to get on board with his final solution with the Jewish question. Um, but Mussolini's like, mm, that's not really what we're here for. Like, I'm just doing fascism. This is not. It's not really a race thing for us. Like, also, we have a lot of Jews in Italy. Like, can you, can you chill? Um, like, I'm not trying to do all that. That's just, just too much work. I'm not trying to do all that. We have other things to worry about, like the, the Greeks. Okay? Yeah. So, she, Margarita was, like, publicly, like, there is no Jewish question in Italy. There is nothing to worry about. We are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then the Manifesto of Race came out in, in 1938. And then in a little bit later, her Jews started getting um, rounded up in Italy and her Margarita's sister and her whole sister, her sister's whole family. So like, you know, her brother-in-law, her nieces and nephews, they all died in Auschwitz. And then she was finally, she, then she finally left. And then she finally stopped saying, you know, everything's fine. Mussolini loves Jews, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And she moved to Argentina, a lot of fascist people, went to Argentina, hmm. um, she was in exile, and, I mean, despite the Holocaust, and despite Mussolini being dead, and, you know, and, because, obviously, like, once the soldiers liberated the camps, everyone started to learn about the Holocaust, yeah. and there's all this, like, stuff coming out about yeah. that, and despite all those things, she still wrote an unapologetic memoir in 1955, and she remained in love with Mussolini until she took her last dying breath. Oh my god. What's that quote from? Her memoir. Ugh. Yeah. Or her, yeah, memoir. Her unapologetic memoir, released in 1955, where everyone was well fucking aware of what the Holocaust was. And her sister fucking died in Auschwitz. And she was like, mm. And her sister died in Auschwitz because of Mussolini. Because he yeah. released this manifesto of race that stripped Italian Jews of citizenship. Took away their right to work in the government, other professional positions. Like, it, sh- it showed the power that, that Hitler had over Mussolini. He was, you know, not a great, not the powerful leader that he made himself out to be yeah. if he just crumbled under. Yeah. That is yeah. so blinding. Yeah, and this is the first time in Italy where there were race laws. Hmm. Ever. Under Mussolini. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there were race right. laws. Right, I was like, that. Mm. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, under, yeah. under Mussolini, which he had a pretty long. He ruled for pretty long. 1915. Yeah, 1915 to 1945, right? He died in 45. Yeah, so, yeah. I would say that's the end. Yeah. It tapered off. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Fuck. So. Um, so, our last, our last mistress is Claretta Patachi. So, 
at this point, Mussolini's coming to the end of his his rule. I don't think he's really concerned with, like, it's kind of like that crazy rise to power kind of thing where people just, the more that, more power that people have, the longer people are in power, the less that they listen to other people and the less that they, you know, are sane. I also wonder, this is very random, but I wonder if, did you ever hear that um, Hitler and all the Nazi soldiers were on amphetamines? Yeah, I did. I watched this ridiculous show on the History Channel called, like, Nazi crackheads or something? Really? <laughs> so, oh it was god, so absurdly titled. Was, oh my god, I just made the volume spike on this thing. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> it, no, what was it called? It was like Nazis on meth or something. It was something absolutely absurd and probably that sounds awesome. not educational. Probably just like ridiculous. <laughs> but it's true. Ridiculous. They were yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It's a theory, though. Is it true? I thought it was just like a... I think it's proven. I thought it was just like a... Okay. That's a good question. I don't know. Are Nazis on crack? Google? <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> Alexa? Yeah, 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 because it was just like opium. I mean, yeah, but those are... Yeah, inside the drug use that fueled Nazi history, Hitler and the Nazis were seriously into their amphetamines. <laughs> Nazis dosed soldiers with performance-boosting super drug methamphetamine. Damn, not even amphetamine. Methamphetamine. Mm, methamphetamine, <laughs> Yeah. Because amphetamines are like Adderall. Methamphetamines are like... <laughs> Scratch your face off. Yeah. So... It Damn. explains some of yeah. it. I just wonder if Mussolini was also on amphetamines. That's that's my, my only Yeah, story. I'm sure. Yeah. You like to party. Yeah. He just seems to get more crazy as time goes on, and I think the amphetamines mm. have to do with that. Um, sure. I mean... But... Yeah, why not? Maybe it's power, war, fascism... It's a great combination of everything. Okay, well, (laughs) let's get to Chloretta. This is a little bit lighter than that. Anything's a little bit lighter than that. Uh, Literally anything, yes. I don't know, though. You tell me after (laughs) I say this. Um, So, Chloretta was born in 1912. Let's bring the timeline oh my back fucking around. God. Here. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, he well, married was... somebody and he married Ida in 1914, had a kid in 1915. So by the time he got his first wife, she was uh, two, two years old. She was two years old. What a sicko. Also, he met Angelica fucking like 10 years before she was born. It's insane. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, before she was born. Before yeah. Claretta was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was out here. With women before, you know? I know. Like so what's the age gap? When was Mussolini born? Um, oh, yeah. Eighteen eighty three. What a sicko! Yeah. That's fucking insane. That's um, 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like ten years before she was born, he was already like moving to another country to find work. Like, just just insane. That is bizarre. Like, yeah. what do you have to connect on? She's just hot and young and a, a baby. Well, that's my point. I don't think he was connecting with women at this point. Like, I think he had a history of actually connecting with women in a in a weird oh. way that like it was like them nurturing him and making him better right. and all this like right. you know fixing him kind of thing. But he at least actually connected with women and asked for their advice and like you know. Recognize that they were smarter and better than him in every way. But then, at this point in his ride to power, it's just, that's not there anymore. He's like, give me the babies. Yeah. Um, so, 
She was the child of a wealthy doctor of the Vatican. So she was also very well connected. She's not Jewish. She's okay. Catholic. Um, That's she, fine. I mean, either way. Well, for Mussolini, it's an important fact. Cause right. Probably because there's not any Jews left in Italy. Um, so she spent her teenage years idolizing Mussolini. Like many oh, girls in Italy. Yeah. I remember our professor yeah. talking about this. Shit's fucking weird. He, th- it was like a Harry Styles type phenomenon. That's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's how we could. Yeah, that's how Tiger we Tiger posters yeah. in the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her, her, her room was covered in photos of him. Like posters. And she wrote him letters and poems. Which is, isn't, it's just a normal thing at the time for, for a lot of girls in Italy. And just people in Italy. Like, the way that our... We took an Italian class together about Italian history, and the way that our professor described it was just like, everyone was obsessed with him. I mean, that's just what fascism is, the level of propaganda. Like, they yeah. would just, like, you know, have pictures of him in every classroom, and, like, everyone did the same Mussolini exercises every day. And, like, yeah. it's almost comparable to, yeah, like, a boy band, or, like, mm-hmm. the way that we worship celebrities now. It's it's just very strange. The line between, like, political figure and, and celebrity is super weird. Yeah. And so she was living, she was a teenager during this time, so of course she's, like, idolizing him like every other teenage girl. And then, like a One Direction fan fiction, she meets him, and he's like, yo, I want to fuck you. <laughs> it's insane. I've had many dreams of Harry Styles saying, yo, I want to fuck you. Yeah. Who doesn't wish for that? What? <laughs> God, he picks me out of the crowd, God. and then... So there's hope. <laughs> is that what you're getting Honestly, this is just inspirational for me at this point. So she, at the time, was even married. When she finally met Mussolini, she was married to a military dude. Um, but in 1936, she met Mussolini, and her family encouraged the affair. Her, her <laughs> fucking pope's, the pope's like, yeah, doctor. Honey. But yeah, but they're like religious Catholic, like <laughs> oh, living, yeah, living in the Vatican. Catholics are so morally <laughs> Okay, all correct. right. Well, I mean. Sorry, 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 sorry. But it's 1936, you know? No one, no one's dad is encouraging their daughter to cheat, you know, or have sex. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but, but it's benefits Mussolini. me and my yeah. family. Yeah. But yeah, get out there, kid. Come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> from the moment that they met, Mussolini was intrigued by her beauty, and he started to call her every day. What a bullshit thing. I was, I'm intrigued. You're horny. <sighs> intrigued by her beauty. Whatever. Um, so... There was a big scandal about Claretta's diaries, uh, and they weren't released until 2009, which yeah. is insane, um, because she wrote down every single detail about Mussolini. Oh. Oh. And I got a lot of information from oh. this. Like, it is insane that they finally released this. I think it's it's that whole idea that we were saying in the beginning, that, like, people still fuck with Mussolini. People still don't fully see him as being a bad dude. A lot of people in Italy don't really... Yeah. They aren't, like very willing to it's kind of almost the opposite of like the german thing where they're very good about like remembrance and you know acknowledgement and making sure that no one is idolizing the past yeah so Mm. finally they released her diaries and it was just insane what what was going on between them he had people following her to make sure that she was faithful to him and he had her convinced that he was faithful to her Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he was just trying so hard. And she would be like, I know you're not. It's fine. Like, I know you're, <laughs> like, I know you're not. You're Mussolini. You have a wife, first of all. So. 
She's like, like, I get it. She doesn't even care, you know? Like, she's like every other woman. Like, she doesn't care if he's fucking other people as long as he's fucking her. The dick must be so bomb. I know! That's like, what I'm... That's what this all comes down to. How bomb is Mussolini's dick? Mussolini's got a hog. <laughs> So that's sorry. the title. That's the title right there. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> so, really funny part of the of this research is that Mussolini had a guest book. Like he had, so he had like a probably like a little villa wherever, like in Rome, and in his headquarters, which I think might have been Milan, not Rome, but. Anyway, he has, like, his, his little, like, set of apartments. You know, he's got wife and kids in one apartment, whatever. He sits in another party. He's probably got offices, pl- pl- pe- uh, places for his little, like, minions. Um, and so anyone that would come and visit him, because, you know, they had security. People were trying to kill him. There were people in Italy that did not fuck with fascism and were, you know, hostile towards him. Um, so he would have a guest book where people would have to sign their name to come in. And he had a different woman come visit him every day under the name of Fascist Visitor. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's so bad, but it's so good. So it was very obvious that, yeah, I don't know. It's just like the notes in your phone, the list of everyone you fucked. That's that. That's all that is. Yeah, but Fascist Visitor. (laughs) I'm going to start now. I'm going to go to that list in my phone and rename everyone. According to what kind of visitor were they? <laughs> Just a quick question before you head out. Where do you lie on like the political spectrum mostly? Where do where do you sit? Julie Jean visitor. <laughs> um, oh, so she was also one of the only people that was allowed to call him Ben. <laughs> ben, you know? The, the Benny in the Jets. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. No association. Oh. I am certain Elton did not write that song about him. <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. Daddy. <laughs> Can we write the, the, rewrite the lyrics to Benny and the Jets? Oh, fuck. No. 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 I think that should be our theme song, We'll be though. canceled. <laughs> so, in... April of 1945. So they got together in 36. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when she was 12. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how old she was. 20 something probably. Yeah. 1912, 36. Yeah. yeah. 24. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, you were the math person. That's right. That's we're right. deciding that right Certainly now. Certainly not. No. <laughs> so she was with him until the end in April of 1945 um, in Milano, where the idea of fascism began um milano was taken by the communist party not by the russians but by communist party squads of people in italy who were like fuck this fascism fascism shit we're gonna do communism um and at this time the catholic church and like multiple south american countries offered Mussolini asylum but he didn't take it because he said he would never surrender which is what makes me think he was on meth I mean, it's, like... No, that's no comment. That's perfect. Everything you said is great. <laughs> so. Anyway, here's why I think Mussolini's on meth. <laughs> that's why we should have started it like this. 
We can. It's called editing. I just take this chunk, okay, okay. put it at the front. So, <laughs> welcome to Mrs. and Mistresses. Today's episode is about why Mussolini probably was on meth. Because it makes you Oh, hurry. that's another good podcast. Trademarked. <laughs> it makes you horny, right? Like, meth? Yeah. I don't... I'm, I'm sure it makes Why you are you thought. asking me? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me From your experience, does meth make you horny? Because <laughs> I am just... You can tell me. Losing it right now. <laughs> Personally. So some podcasts, they drink wine. We do meth before it. <laughs> So this is, we're getting to the good stuff now. This is the this is the juicy, um, very violent details of his death. So if you're not okay with that, you should probably be explicit. Yeah, you should probably leave now. Um, so it's like super unclear how and where and like when the details are like you know very. There's no historical fact behind it. What we do know hmm. is like how their bodies were left. So, oh yeah, yeah. I guess it would be hard to get a good source on that yeah so there were claretta mussolini and 16 men belonging to mussolini's inner circle Whew. the minions he was in milano shit was going down war was ending on the you know on the european front mm-hmm. and communist parties people everyone that that opposed fascism in italy was starting to rise up because they saw that it was safe to do so okay and like it was clear that all this was going to end anyway and so there was a lot of italian partisans who were against the regime and they read him a death sentence they shot him in claretta that's the only like information that the Hmm. that the partisans I guess by partisans, they mean that, like, they weren't openly communist, okay. they weren't, but they were against fascism. So it's basically, like, people from all kinds of political ideologies that were just all against fascism. Yeah. And they, I mean, they did it in a pretty, like, you know, like, uh, civilized way. They read him a death sentence, they shot him, but they also shot Cloretta. Yeah. Um, and, which is interesting, because you said Raquelia fleed to yeah. somewhere, and then she went to the U.S. and went to jail. No, the U.S. caught her when she tried to flee. Okay, and they jailed her for a little while. Yes. Just refreshing my notes. Um, she she yeah. tried to flee after she after World War Two, so it must have been after his death. Yeah. She must have just been not with Mussolini, too. I think if, if Raquel would have been the one who was just actually physically, with him, yeah. they would have killed him. I yeah. also killed her, but also I think that the U.S. maybe had a different idea towards this than Italians, because they were like, Italians were like, you fucked up our country. Yeah. Fuck this shit. We are killing you, right. and we are killing anyone who is, even, yeah. who you Near even Near you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, um, they, oh, Mussolini's last words were, aim at my heart. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Fucking kind of badass. Sorry. <laughs> is it? Uh, wow. Because you want to like, like a... more about his dick than his heart, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just shoot me in the dick, please? <laughs> Aim at my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Those are badass last words. <laughs> he would never, that would never be what he would want. That's. That's him. That's who he is. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so I just, I glanced over and I saw meat hooks 
I saw the words meat hooks, and I don't know. Don't look at my notes. I'm okay? sorry. I, it was an accident. It's just, just It's just a nice little taste. Pause at meat hooks for your Christmas present, Sarah. How could you ruin it? I'm trying not to look. It's really hard. <laughs> okay, so someone in the group of partisans that killed uh, Mussolini and all the other fascists, um, his name was Bellini del Stelle. And he challenged the leader of the group as to why they had to kill Patachi. He was like, you know, this is why I need to kill this woman. Because, you know, we're doing the benefiting off of sexism thing. And he was like, you know, why? She's a lady. Why? We're not going to kill her. Right. And the leader, who was Walter Aldisio, he said that she was Mussolini's advisor. That she inspired his policies Mm -hmm. and she was just as responsible as he was. Which is funny because um, Margarita is actually the yeah. one who inspired his right, policies right. and is actually just as responsible. Right. But Claretta took the brunt I mean, of it. Even they were physically like with each other at that time, right? True. Like like Cl- Clarita and Mussolini. They were just, like, yeah. Did they, they were, find they them? Fucking. Did they just they were fucking and they they <laughs> took them? <laughs> I think they're physically together. Like no, I mean at that me. moment yeah, when yeah, they detained Milano. them yeah, and yeah, shot yeah. them. Yes, they yes. were. Did they find them in their house in like? A government building? I was think it? they were in a truck and they were trying to get away from Milano okay. because Milano was being taken over. Crazy. Yeah. So there were 16 like... people in a truck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how they were traveling, but they were moving. <laughs> okay. I guess it could have been more than one vehicle. Yeah. Probably. I would assume. <laughs> it's like, like, what, a cattle car? What do you think? <laughs> so... I mean, this is just arguable, because she was so young. I don't really, I don't really know how you could call her an advisor, but whatever. Mm, I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she should have been shot, if that's the question. I don't think that was. But I mean, Mussolini runs on pussy, and she was giving him that. (laughs) (laughs) Fascism runs on pussy. So my mom said she was gonna listen to oh this, my and now God. I don't think she. No, should. I I've been thinking that this entire time. I'm like, they can't listen to it. They can't listen to it. They can't listen to it. It's I'm like sorry. all of our all of our potential listeners are gone. <laughs> I know our moms are gonna be like the only one that could listen to this. That would, <laughs> and now they're off the list. Fuck. Sorry, mom and Sarah's mom. I'm sorry. Um, now my mom would love this shit. To be honest with you. <laughs> listen, it's a good point. Okay. Fascism <laughs> runs on pussy, mom. What's not to understand? It's okay. I'm Stop sorry. Squeaking. I'll get, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's audible. But I hope not. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna have to say fascism runs on pussy again. No, we're not fucking doing this again. Okay, let's get to something more appropriate. Let's talk about the meat hooks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Another person in the group that killed him said that, he said, I was convinced Mussolini deserved death, but there should have been a trial according to the law. It was very barbarous. Hmm. So. Who said that? Just another person that was in the group that killed him. In the, okay. like, a partisan group that went to yeah. kill him. Um, so their bodies were dumped in Piazza Loreto in Milan. This was a deliberate choice because a year before this, 15 partisans, like people that didn't support fascism, they had been publicly killed there. Oh. So they purposely put the That's, bodies yeah. Yeah, in the same in the same piazza. Hmm. And 
so this is uh, some direct quote I have. Their bodies were left in, the, in a heap, and by 9 a.m., a considerable crowd had gathered. Their corpses were pelted with be- vegetables, spat at, urinated on, shot at, and kicked. Wow. Mussolini's face was disfigured by the beatings. An American eyewitness described the crowd as sinister, depraved, out of control. After this, after they just beat up their dead bodies, they take the bodies and hoist them up on a, like, because in the, in the piazza there was a half-built gas station. Okay. It wasn't, I mean, Italy was, like, suffering. Yeah, I do remember the so. gas station. I yeah. I didn't know it was half-built, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, under construction, so there was, like, a place for them to hang the yeah. meat hooks. And then they hung their bodies upside down upside on the down. meat hooks. Yeah. And this this wow. mode of, of hanging you... has been used in Italy for, like, a long time. Since, like, medieval times. What do you hook it onto? I mean, they're dead. You just fucking stick it in there, I guess. Same in way you where? Meat. In a foot? Oh, that's a good point. You want to look up pictures? <laughs> no! I don't want to look up pictures. I'll look at them. Okay. Have to. <laughs> Images, do it. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. If you want to be gross the fuck out. If my description is not enough for you, Google Benito and Claretta dead. Yeah. yeah, dude, his Mussolini's face is so disfigured. Like he does, it's not even face. a face anymore. You can't even see Ugh. his facial features. No, um, that's insane. Oh, here's them hanging. They tie their feet together and okay. then they put it on their feet. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um, that's how they do it. So in case you're if in case you ever need to hang someone for a meat hook, that's uh, <laughs> that's how you do it. Um, just a little dip. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> also really good if you want to get some sit-ups up in the morning. <laughs> the new exercise craze, meat hooking. <laughs> yeah, I've been meat hooking this morning. Abs are tight. <laughs> so, but this has been a thing for a long time. This is like a medieval torture method. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed pretty... to stress, like them being upside down is supposed to stress the like infamy of the person. Like it's yeah. okay, okay, yeah, fine. Um, and people say that they did this because they were trying to protect the bodies from the mob because the mob was beating up the bodies so badly that they were like, "We're gonna hang them up in the air where you bitches can't reach it because this is a little too much." Mm. So uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that uh, where we're ending. <laughs> that's Benito Mussolini and his bitches. Um, who can say if, you know, maybe if he didn't cheat so much, he wouldn't have been hung upside down on, on a meat hook, but who knows. Okay. Well. Hope you, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Hope I hope it was educational, yeah. and I hope it was slightly interesting, and I hope you are interested by sick stuff like this. Um, if so, please keep, keep listening. We'll find the most. Yeah. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and mm-hmm. tell us uh, some famous guys whose who's women you want to learn about because that's what we're here to do. Yeah, um, we have a... Better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have a list of, of people, so we should have some, you know, stuff coming out yeah. soon. So it's at, it's at 
Misses and Mistresses. M-R-S-A-N-D-M-I-S-T-R-E-S-S-E-S. Can you spell mistresses? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Cool. Arrivederci. We're going to try to... Holy shit. Should I sing? Never mind. That's too dark. What? So long. Farewell. (laughs) Sound of music. You sound like a demon child. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.